You are great, yes, you are. Holy God, you walked upon the seas, raised the dead. You reign in majesty, mighty God, and everything written about you is great. I feel like singing this song to you. You are great. He is great. You are great. You are great. You are great. You are. You are great. You are. Everything written about you is great. I like this part. Demons tremble at your presence. What a mighty God. What a mighty God we serve. Mm. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Everything written about you is great. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for a blessed and a wonderful day like this. We thank you, Father, for all those you have brought from far and near. Lord, to celebrate this wonderful man of God, servant, father, husband, brother, uncle, friend, and all around it. We want to say thank you. For all that you are doing and for what you're going to do, Lord, we say thank you. And I ask that, Lord God, as we look into your word, you speak to us. Lord, we don't want to live here with information but revelation. We want to leave this place equipped, oh God. And as we continue the celebration, may we continue to experience your presence, your love and your grace. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Let's be seated. Um, I think it would be a good thing for us to um, really acknowledge and thank Pastor Gloria and all those conspirators who managed to pull this off. When I heard that um, they organizing a surprise for Reverend Chris, today I said, who on earth would want to do that? Because 50 is a, is a hallmark, it's a big landmark. So when I turned 50, um, almost a year and a half ago, I, I told my wife, don't do any surprise because I'm planning something. It's my big day, so don't, don't try anything. Amen. But somehow she, she managed to pull, uh, uh, pull a surprise and, and got me to Dubai. Amen. And treated me. So I was praying for Pastor Gloria and um, I was trusting God that everything would be fine. So I also decided to do my own little bit and call him because I was meant to be here somewhere in August. But I understand a lot of the members were on holiday and stuff like that. So we rescheduled for today. 
But uh, I'm on sabbatical for two months, so I resume on the 9th of December. I haven't been to my own church for the past, uh, this is the third Sunday. I'm just visiting. So I just wanted to come and sit down and you know, also be part of those who will shout surprise and throw all this colorful stuff on the floor. And then Pastor Gloria said, no, you have to open the Bible. So I'll try and open the Bible. And I know, how many of you are hungry? Okay, so when there is food, you don't talk too much. And it is said that a word to the wise is always in the north. And I'm glad, and I'm glad I'm in the north. <laughs> Hallelujah. So if you have your Bibles, I'm just going to speak in from two main verses or two main portions of the Bible. So please go to Leviticus chapter 25. Leviticus chapter 25. It's a chapter that talks about the... Sabbath of the seventh year, it talks about the Jubilee. In that chapter also, um, we learn something about, um, you know, God's system. Uh, I'd like to call it ethical capitalism. Praise the Lord. About God's, (laughs) it's a word, isn't it? It All right. So Leviticus chapter 25 Let's read from verse 8. I'm reading from the New King James Version. And it says, And you shall count seven Sabbaths of years for yourselves. Seven times seven years. And the time of the seven Sabbaths of years shall be to you 49 years. God's mathematics. Then you shall cause the trumpet of the jubilee to sound on the tenth day of the seventh month. On the day of atonement, you shall make the trumpet to sound throughout all the land. In verse 10 and um, 11. And you shall consecrate the 50th year. And this is what we're going to do. And proclaim liberty throughout all the land to all its inhabitants. And it shall be a jubilee for you. Each of you shall return to his possession, and each of you shall return to his family. That 50th year shall be a jubilee to you. In it, you shall neither sow nor reap what grows of its own accord, nor gather the grapes of your untended vine. For it is the jubilee. It shall be holy to you. And you shall eat its produce from the field. Hallelujah. I don't want to take too much time, but I I wish we could go through all this verse. Because I was thinking of something that, you know, I was just asking God, give me something that will not just bless Reverend Chris, but also the congregation. Amen. And we all know something that in scripture, the 50th year is the year of jubilee. Is the year of liberty when God actually, you know, instructed Moses to begin this. And they were meant to count, as we read, you know, every seventh year. Now, interestingly, Genesis 1, when God created the heavens and the earth, you know, and then was formless and all that. In Genesis, God also, the Bible tells us that, you know, after everything on the sixth day, the seventh day, God what? Rested. For you as a person... God wants you to take one day out of seven to rest. That's your Sabbath. Amen? 
But nationally, because ancient Israel was a farming community and they were under theocracy, in other words, the rule of God, God also taught them that every seventh year shall be a year of jubilee, that in that year, they don't sow anything, they don't do anything. And God's promise to them is that because God said, I know you will ask, then how are we going to eat? And God said, don't worry, because in the sixth year, I will cause all that you planted and all that you sow, I will cause it to increase so much so that it will last you through the seventh year. And when you begin sowing in the eighth year, you will still have enough to eat from the produce of the sixth year. Even unto the ninth year before you begin your harvest of the eighth year. Are you getting the picture? And it's a jubilee. And so, as you have turned 50, my brother, you've stepped into your jubilee. And this church together with you. Hallelujah. Now, one of the things you need to understand, fast forward, about Jubilee is that the first thing you need to understand about Jubilee is a time of rest. Amen. When I said rest, people said, "Mm -hmm," because you are thinking about sitting down, sleeping, and doing nothing. No. But it's a kind of rest where you cease from your struggle. Because in that year, the produce from the previous years <laughs> will increase. And as I was sitting there, I was, I was, just, I was so overwhelmed. Because to hear people talk about your pastor... And all that he has done. Because uh, it was interesting to see Bishop Foa. Amen. That's where I met Pastor Chris. Because I was one of his associate pastors in charge of praise and worship. And he was playing keyboard. And I remember one of his favorite songs in those days. Picking up the pieces. Of my life. You know. And we used to do that. Praise God. But a lot has been said today. Which goes to say that this man has been sowing. He's been cultivating. He's been planting. And now, I'm about to challenge you, CICC. And now that you have entered into your 50th year, it's time for you to enjoy your jubilee. Praise the Lord. That your sons and daughters are at a point where they are beginning to, they are going to begin to produce. So you're going to stop to hustle. Because the interesting thing was that most people were saying, Pastor Chris was a father to me, not just a pastor, was a father to me. That's one of the things that I want to speak into your spirit, that now you need to begin to walk in your fatherly anointing. In that grace. You see, you have done it um, on our words, you have done it because you felt it was your nature. But now you need to put on that mantle and do it intentionally. Amen? Which means this man is going to carry the mantle to rebuke some of you. 
to encourage some of you, to challenge some of you, to put some spiritual injunctions on some of you, and to also be able to release some of you into greater things. Hallelujah. And it's true what Pastor Sam said. Don't underrate him. He's a very interesting guy. Pastor, Pastor Chris has been speaking at our conference uh, every year. We have camp meeting. He'll be there. And was it this year? Last year or so? I said, it was this year. This year, I said, look, we've been troubling this man from Leeds for all this while. So we're going to give him a break and, you know, let him rest and, you know, we'll get somebody. But things happened in such a way that I said, look. But, but then he called me. He said, Bishop, you know, what is the camp meeting date? And I said, hey, my friend, I, I was thinking of giving this man a break. And now he, he's prepared. Okay, let him come, let him come. So, so, and that day when he showed up this year, it was something else. I said, well, thank you, Lord, at least I didn't go with that. You know, it, it was something else. And that's Pastor Chris for you. But this is your jubilee. Are you with me so far? Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So you walk in your fatherly anointing. Now, in the year of jubilee also, what happens in Israel is that God sets free all the slaves, they go free. Okay? The year of Jubilee is not the year of restoration, but the year of restitution. I'll explain in a minute. Not only did God instruct Moses that the slaves should go free, that is the captives should be set free, but also they had a system in ancient Israel where if, for example, you are broke, busted, and disgusted, you know, you don't have money, but you've got land, what you do is you sell the land to a rich person, okay? So he takes over your land, he farms the land, and looks after you. Because God told them, if you read um, Leviticus 25, God told them never to sell the land permanently. Amen. And so once you give the land and you are being looked after, and you are paid for it, what happens is that in the 50th year, the new landowner would return everything back to you. So in a way, the 50th year was also a time of debt cancellation. I pray that for you. Praise the Lord. So God cancels the debt of Everyone who owes money, so you start afresh. Because now you have your land back. If you were a slave, now you are free. You are your own man or your own woman. I, 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 are you getting it? So God said it shall be a jubilee to you and let it be proclaimed in the land. But did you read the portion where it says that they should sound the trumpet in the land? Because the jubilee was not meant to be a secret. And this is Old Testament, by the way. We'll go to the New Testament in a minute to conclude. So, in a nutshell, the jubilee was a time of personal liberty. It was also a time of national liberty. Praise the Lord. Where God actually sets everybody. Can, can you imagine having a system like this in the UK where every 50 years, you know, your mortgage is written off. Your car, your car loan is written off. Your credit card, you know, 
balance is written off. Everything is returned to zero, zero. And then you start over, all over again. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Amen. And that was what they used to experience. I, I, I'm shifting gear now. Now, some of you are looking at me because I'm sure you're not familiar with this Jubilee thing. Because perhaps the only idea of Jubilee that you are familiar with, and that is where we are coming to, is Acts chapter 2. Go to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. And let's look at something. <laughs> I'm about to preach. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Acts chapter 2 verse 1. Do we have some charismatics in the house? Do you have some born again Christians in the house? Do you have some Holy Ghost people in the house? Okay, let's read the word of God. Verse 1 says, And when the day of Pentecost had fully come. The word Pentecost is from the Greek word that, you know, we have the uh, mathematical word pentagon, which means what? Something that has... Penta. Something that has five-sided. So, Pentecost was a time of the 50th year. But the scripture says here in Acts chapter 1, it says that when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they, the disciples of Jesus, were all with one accord in one place. This is so important. Two. And suddenly, somebody say suddenly. suddenly. Oh, turn to somebody and say suddenly. Somebody shout suddenly. What happened? Suddenly there came a sound. Now when he said when the day of Pentecost had fully come. This was counting from the time that Christ rose from the grave. Okay? And up to the time that the Holy Spirit came. That actually happened to be the exact 50th day. Then the Bible said, suddenly. Hallelujah. I want to call this message the suddenness of God. In your time of jubilee. said, then suddenly a sound from heaven as of a mighty, mighty rushing wind. And it filled the whole house. They were all there. And it filled the whole house. Where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues of fire. And one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Some versions will say as the Spirit enabled them. And I like that for a reason. So here again we see similar to what we read in... um, Leviticus says that on the day of Pentecost, there was a sound. Okay? And when the sound was heard, the Holy Spirit filled the house. And then, you know, divided tongues of fire sat upon each one. Then the Bible says they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak with other tongues. Let me help you here. Every culture, okay, has a language. And the language influences the culture. 
our culture determines the way we think and behave. Okay? But our thoughts, our psyche is very much influenced by our language. And God's kingdom, okay, is a kingdom. It's a territory. It has a culture and it has a language. And so when all these disciples who had already been baptized gathered together in the upper room and Christ had influenced them, he even warned them that tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. That's what Luke tells us. And then on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came. For most charismatics, myself included, we have actually reduced this to tongue speaking. And then we go about saying, Hakuna Matata, Shaka Zulu, Shaka Khan, Imran Khan, Jimaima Khan. All the Khans, we add them together. You know, and those who like food and like to associate with the chef, they take it to another level. They go paprika, coriander. Time, 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 time. My friend, the Shakazulu Shakakan Imran Khan was given to you for a reason because it is a language of the spirit, which is the language of the kingdom, and that is supposed to influence your thinking because you have a new culture as a Christian, and it happened on the day of Pentecost, the Jubilee. So Christ died to bring us into our jubilee and he has given us a different language. You see, because without language, you can't do business. I can't speak to you if I have to revert to my mother tongue. I come from the Volta region, okay? When I begin to speak right now, I'll lose most of you. You will never understand me. But the English language has given us what, uh, what we call uh, lingua franca, okay? So now you all understand me, though you come from Zimbabwe or Kenya or some, you understand what I'm saying because of this language. And in the same way too, the language of the Spirit helps us to transact business with the Holy Ghost, with the Father, and with the Son, and with one another. And, and so I want to show you something. Because the Bible said when the Holy Spirit came upon them, they began to speak. You see, they got a new language. The Holy Spirit has to change their language first of all before they can begin to be. Because Jesus said in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, and you shall, the Holy Spirit shall come upon you, you shall receive power, and you shall be my witnesses. The Holy Spirit comes upon us to make us. To make us be. Be what? Witnesses. Who is a witness? Somebody who has evidence or somebody who's got proof. Amen. Question. What's the proof that you have experienced Pentecost? What's your proof? Akuna Matata, right? Shaka Zulu, Shaka Khan, Shaka Zulu, Shaka... I pray in tongues. My friend, when you have the Holy Ghost, okay, it is one thing an indication that you have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But what about the rest of the things that we should experience in the Jubilee? 
What about the restitution of things? Because you see, they return the land. You see, restoration is where you try to fix something that is broken. Restitution is when you are returning something that was taken and you return it with nothing missing, nothing broken. And, and, and in the year of Jubilee, God commanded that you know everything should be restituted back to the original owners. And so, and so, and so, you see, I, I want to encourage you that as you move into this jubilee with your pastor, begin to take steps towards the restitution. For some of you, you have allowed the devil to sit for far too long on your blessing and you are still speaking in tongues. What do you say when you pray to God? What sort of transactions do you have with him? You see, lately, because I'm 51 going on to 52. Lately, the Lord has been teaching me a lot about relationships because it matters. You can't do anything of lasting effect without relationship. And today, we've had so many testimonies about relationship in this place. How people relate to our brother, our father, our pastor. But you also have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. You also have a relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, don't you? So, so how are you walking in this jubilee? How are you going to walk in this jubilee with your pastor? Oh, Lord. I'll be taking my seat in a moment. Lord, help me. Somebody say, Lord, help me. It says, and the spirit enabled them. Do you remember the disciple of Jesus called Peter? What was he like? Before the day of Pentecost. The guy was brash. You know, he talks before he thinks. He was timid. He, 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 was, he was all over the place. But after the day of Pentecost, remember the Bible says that, and the spirit enable them. They spoke in tongues as the spirit enabled them. In other words, the spirit taught them languages they did not learn. So they can transact business in the kingdom. Now, as a result, when they spoke in tongues on the day of Pentecost, as a result, everyone in Jerusalem that day, because they've come for the festival, just like we have come to celebrate, everyone that day heard that noise and people gathered around and they started asking questions. What is this? These people are drunk. These people are not serious. And guess who got up and spoke? Peter. But this time, it was Peter whose speech has been enabled by the Holy Spirit. Because he has spoken in the language of the kingdom. He stood up and he said to the people, this is that which... And with the explanation and the message he preached, 3,000 people were saved. Did you get that? That's somebody who has been enabled with a kingdom mandate to open doors for 3,000 people to come and he did it with his words. My brother, my sister, when you pray in tongues, okay, that's the heavenly language you transact. Let that impact the way you think, the way you behave. So that when you go out, and, and, and by the way, when Peter spoke, you know he didn't speak in tongues? Why? 
because he was talking to people. So, so when you go out and you start talking to somebody and, and it doesn't matter whether you are trying to win them to Christ or you are transacting business or you are, you know, in your workplace and stuff like that. Remember that your speech has been enabled. You are somebody who has the language of the kingdom. And so when you speak, whatever negotiations you are doing, it is backed by the Holy Spirit. That is the significance of the Akuna Matata. Hallelujah. And so every morning before you go out, my friend, stay in your room just for a few minutes and go. Now, when you get up and somebody say good morning, you don't say shakama sakuba. You say good morning, but your good morning will carry more weight. Because you've done some transactions. So, Pastor Chris, in concluding, my prayer for you is that God will enable you to bring these people into their jubilee where the captives will be set free. Hallelujah. Where you will begin to experience restitution. Certain things are being restored to you. Your health your blessing, your, your possessions, your, your land, your, your breakthrough, everything is being restored and will be restored. And I pray that even as you step into this 50th year, you will walk in that fatherly anointing. Remember, it's your jubilee and come into that place of rest. Hallelujah. You rest thing because you have been enabled by the Holy Spirit. So you rest from your struggles. That things will be easy for you. Your wife spoke, spoke about you, you know, not be afraid of obstacles. But as you have entered your 50th year now, may God give you more children. Hallelujah. You're not worried, Pastor Gloria. Really? More children? Amen. Hey, brother. I, I mean spiritually. Hallelujah. More children? More grandchildren? And may God bring wealth into your hands. Walk in the expectation of these things. I wish we had time so that we can wash your feet. Hallelujah. And usher you into your new season. To be able to take this church to another level. To echo Pastor Sam's words. Never take your pastor for granted. It's like a, he calls me pastor, but he's like a brother to me. Sometimes I'll call him and say, hey, buddy, look, I'm having these issues and stuff. Like that." And then he say, ah, pastor, no, 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 no. You know, deal with them. Like, and you know, Pastor Chris sometimes can be very tough when it comes to certain things. Say, ah, pastor, me, that thing, you won't pass me. <laughs> and after I speak to him, I go, yeah, okay. <laughs> Let's deal with that. And thank you for being such an encouraging person. Thank you for being a blessing in our lives. But church, I want to leave this with you. Support this man. Love him. Encourage him. When you do your Akuna Matata, remember him. Transact business with God on his behalf. Pray for his well-being. Because I often say to people that church, we don't look after our men of God. 
we so take them for granted until God takes them away then we begin to miss them it is important for us to make sure that they feel their worth and their value and, and I'm glad that we've said a lot here that will go a long way to say to you that your labor has not been in vain praise God the last time I was here was about three years ago right I pray that when I visit again, some of you will be in a position where you will say to your pastor, Pastor, uh, I just want to bless you and Pastor Gloria to go on your honeymoon for the whatever time. And, and here is a check, first class. You know, just go and rest. Not because you want to show off, but because you have experienced the Jubilee. And you want to acknowledge the set man in your life. Praise the Lord. Pray for him and stand with him. I've been speaking to him for some time now. I'm the only one who is on his case. That brother, you have to be on full time. Amen. I know that's the reason why he doesn't call me often. Bishop, you have to. Thank you. If two shall agree as touching anything, they shall decree a thing and it shall be established. It is established in Jesus' name. My friend, your pastor must come on full time. Do you understand? This church is beginning to feel like a bottleneck because your set man has not been released. But this is your jubilee, so you are being released right now. That the Lord will make a way. Don't worry about the money. You step into it by faith and you see what the Lord will do. Recently, I had to pray and tell God that, Lord, I am very sorry for what I used to say because when I was not on full time and people said, ah, but you are a pastor and you are working. I said, yes, because there's nothing in the ministry. There's not enough in the ministry to keep me busy. I regret saying that. Now I've taken two months just to rest. I'm not doing anything. And in fact, I've broken my sabbatical rule because of you. And I thank God for that anyway. I said, I'm not going to preach at all in these two months. I'm just going to rest pray, read the Bible, and just go and have fun, you know. Do all the fun stuff that I used to do before December. Just to enjoy myself. And a couple of weeks ago, I walked around my own community. And I saw places and I was like, ah, so there's a place like this in I was in a park. I was like, wow, this is a beautiful park. And it's like I've never been there before. I've lived there now for 14 years in Baseldin and, and, and there were places that I was thinking, so what was I doing? Church. Very busy. Amen. Let's all rise up.